Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'll be breaking down Bill Cage's Edge of Tomorrow. And I'll be discussing how this movie showcases a hero's journey from a hesitant and selfish individual to a selfless leader who understands the importance of compassion, camaraderie, and sacrifice in saving the world. Through his experience, we are reminded of our shared struggles, the transformative power of adversity, and the significance of embracing our destinies with urgency and love. Hey guys, welcome to the Ideal World Podcast. I'm your eccentric host, Mel, and I'll be taking you down the rabbit holes of random rant and talk therapy that somehow creates an inner dialogue that hopefully manifests as outward positive change. So sit back and enjoy. Before I begin, I just want to say that I'm trying or I'll be making this um, episode as unscripted as possible. I watched the movie once and I jotted a few things down. It was like a stream of consciousness kind of jotting. And I kept it that way so that I can retain its authenticity. And I'll be reading from these points just so that it can come back to me what exactly I had, you know, come to understand while I watched the movie. So I won't be breaking down or going into a preamble. I'll just be stating whatever I learned real quick. And you can you are you're you're very very free to um watch the movie. And just tell me what you think. Tell me how much you've learned, what you enjoyed about it and you know, listen to this episode and tell me if it resonates with you in any way. So let's get straight to it. So Bill Cage, basically, <laughs> it starts with how the hero, you know, comes in as like a fine-faced boy with no real rep and he's kind of cowardly and he doesn't want to go into battle and, you know, it just reflects how much of that is kind of in all of us. I wrote it this way because it's true, you know. And how is it true, I guess? Um, well, there is a lot that we can give the world right now. Especially in these crucial times where things are changing and, you know, the pressure cooker of life is like turning up slowly or quickly, depending on how you see it. And... The thing is, we think we are hopeless. We think we are helpless to everything. And we are just going to watch like our parents did and our forefathers did. And yes, it's there are risks involved. There are, there are risks that involve mortal death. But the thing is, it's either that or we suffer and we make our children hate us. For the things we were not able to do in this lifetime. The things, the actions we were not able to take 
in this lifetime. And the movie Bill Cage, Edge of Tomorrow, taught me that. Bill Cage literally came into the military with no experience, no real rep. He was he was not even suited for war. And he said this, he made sure that the commander, whoever it was in charge, knew that he wasn't suited for this task. He wasn't suited for this mission. And he wasn't even ashamed to say it. He was like, no, I know my post. I know where I, where I belong. And the commander was like, no, I'm sending you there. You are going there, whether you like it or not. And he was he was taken there without whether he liked it or not, he was taken there. So that that goes to say a lot about how his fate was, was given to him. He was, it was handed to him. And the thing is, it goes it goes to say it's it's just the same for our lives right now. It's just the same with our lives right now. This is our fate. We are not here kind of to make money and grow wealth and just go. You know, just transfer the wealth to the next generation and, you know, try to run away and escape and numb the pain and, you know, go to the next thing and the next thing. The thing is that some of us may not be privileged enough to escape you know, with wealth and going to a more privileged, more peaceful society. Some of us, some of us may not be faced with that destiny. Some of us may be faced with a different destiny where we are called to be soldiers, where we are called to stand on our two feet and take life as it is, you know, fight for the life we want, fight for the life we think we deserve. Not just sit and complain about how the country is going to shit. But literally take the bull by the horns and ride it out until the bull gets tired. Until either the bull gets tired, <laughs> if at all that's possible, or we are thrown off. To some of us in this world, it's life and death. And I guess... Bill Cage's Edge of Tomorrow literally teaches that, literally shows us that we are called to be soldiers, reluctant ones, whether we like it or not. We are here on earth to face this tribulation and to transcend it with love. But it must start with accepting the journey, accepting the call. And in Bill Cage's situation, he didn't want the call. He didn't want it. As any normal hero movie goes, most of them may be like, yeah, game on, like Captain America. Or others may be like, no, no, I'm not fit for this. No, I don't want this. No, I can't. Like, I'm fine with my life. Even if it's a mediocre one, even if it's a one of suffering, even if it's a one of low ranks and no experience i'm fine with it i like it but life is literally calling us right now because of the collective suffering because of the collective 
push the internal boiling pot, steaming kettle. We are called to take hold of our lives at this point in time. Take action and not sit and whimper like babies hoping to be given breast milk by the government or by religion or by whatever forces that surround us. So, I guess he experiences the traumatic event of war and eventually yields to selflessness and how that should reflect in all of us. The first time was the worst, I guess. But it wasn't as bad as the last time. The thing is, we would fear death over and over again in many situations. In many, in many points in our life, we would fear death. But the thing is, the ultimate death is peace. Peace in knowing that you tried. Peace in knowing that you fought. And peace in knowing that you transformed to become a better person. At first, Bill Cage was all about, oh, no, no, I'm not fit for this. No, I'm not fit for this. But when he went ahead and experienced what a taste of war, a taste of fighting that entity that he had no idea its, its mission, no idea what it cost, what cost it to destroy and kill Facing that entity and coming to terms with the fact that, yo, this is what death is. This is what war is. He had to yield to selflessness. At first, while he was at the war front, he was all about preserving his life until he saw that he couldn't. He saw there was no escape. Then, the second time he was telling his his friend, his mate, his comrade to move away that this this thing was going to kill it, kill him. And he didn't, and he lost his comrade. And that was the dawn. That was when he realized that, you know, apart from everything looping, apart from everything repeating, that this this war wasn't just about him. In the in the in the war front, it's not just about you, it's about the person next to you. And that was what gave birth to his selflessness. What opened his eyes to seeing that this was much bigger than he. So in this life, in this war, in this destiny, in this mission that you're called to engaging they are called to face it's not just about you it's not just about preserving your life you know you know being raised christian it kind of give it kind of gives me the leeway to like quote some things in the bible the bible says whoever preserves his life will lose it and whoever loses his life chasing you know you know you know, being in Christ and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of paraphrasing at this point, but it's terrible. Would gain it more. 
So you think, oh, it's just me and mine. All I need to do is just get my family out of here, get myself out of here. But have you learned the lessons? Have you really integrated your shadow, the dark aspects of yourself? Have you really grown? Have you really transformed? The thing is, we think life is just about living. But there is no fun and there is no adventure in just doing the mundane things to get by. In just living and in just existing. The thing is, while we might find a sense of purpose in doing the things we love, we might find a sense of deeper purpose doing the things we love in service to others. What is it that you can give the world that can make it even a percentage better than you came to meet it? That is what Bill Cage's Edge of Tomorrow will teach you. And that is what it taught me. The thing is, as much as we want to escape the pain, some of us, but for some of us, who would have to like really fight to integrate, for some of us who would want to actually strengthen our soul and get ready for the next life, and reap the rewards and fulfillment of giving in this lifetime. We would have to go through the journey of service and even suffering, of service and sacrifice. And that is not a sweet journey. That is war. That is war against yourself because yourself, especially your ego, is so invested in its survival, so invested in its thriving that it doesn't want to be destroyed. It doesn't want to be shed. It doesn't want to. It fears that its death is the end, but that is fallacy. That is not the truth. Your body is not the end. Your body is just a vessel. It's just a container that holds an integral part of you that can never be destroyed. And your body knows this. Your ego knows this. But it's afraid. It's afraid because when it goes, it's nothing else. It's nothing. But for some of us that see deeper into the realms of life and see that Life is more than just living, more than just existing. We've come to recognize that there is more to life than just doing the mundane, than just living our passions without anything to give, without anything to sacrifice, without cutting, without bearing our cross and encouraging others to do the same and seeing that this world it's not just for luxuries. As much as it is nice to live and experience the five cents, how much love are you giving to a world that is full of pain? How much love are you fighting to give in this war called life, in this difficult situation 
where you have to always battle for love every single moment of your life. That is what that is what edge of tomorrow will teach you. And that is what I had to learn from Bill Cage. I saw how he, he evolved and I saw how he began he began to recognize that love existed within him. He was all about his own survival, all about his own preservation. But when he saw that everything loops, everything repeats, and he had to learn the lessons again and again, he had to die again and again until he understood that there is no real death. And until he understood that the real essence of life is service and love, he had to see deeper into it. And he tried to escape several times, you know. He tried to, you know, escape, but there was no escape. And it goes to show that there is no real escape here either. In this life, we think, oh, I can't wait to die so that this thing ends. Some people are even afraid to die. But let's put that to the side and just face the fact that some people are like, after everything is death. But the thing is that if you have not learned the lessons, eventually you would want to learn the lessons and you would come back here to learn the lessons. And eventually it loops and loops until you understand, until you come to understand, remove your stubbornness, remove your fear and understand love. Understand that there is only one thing, love. And you must accept it to grow must accept it to evolve and transform to a better person, to a better being, to a better soul. So in the next point, I wrote, he meets her and finds out that he isn't the only one that has experienced, you know, the looping and how this signifies that we are never alone in the struggle. And there is always someone who understands and can guide us. This is so true. <sighs> but the thing is, as much as, <laughs> as much as we are thinking, yes, um, this mission is here to serve me and I am here to serve the world. We might feel very, very isolated in our struggle, especially when there aren't enough people are around us sharing the same sentiments sharing the same need to change the world and to change ourselves. We might think as much as we like to live and love, there isn't enough love in the world to show us and encourage us to keep loving. But the thing is, as much as we think we are alone, we are also never alone. We are never alone in this because there are many people that share our, senti our sentiments. There are many people that share our thoughts, desires, wishes, ambitions to give love to the world in any way that we can. And the thing is, we can connect to these people. We can connect even easier now through social media, through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, anything. And everywhere we can connect 
with anybody, anytime, any place, with no limitations whatsoever. The limit is just your mind. There are no limits to whatever it is you want to achieve, especially when you know that you can do it. So, in Edge of Tomorrow, when Bill Cage recognizes that he isn't alone and there is in fact someone who had gone through what he was going through, he now gets more strength, more guidance to go through this thing. And he even builds skills that he never had when he was alone. And that goes to say that there is so much power in finding someone that is like-minded because iron sharpens iron. And we can go through this thing knowing that we are fully supported no matter what. So the next point is here a couple of tips on reincarnation and how it said that some of us have been here on earth before and have experienced the human form multiple times and know its struggles and the need for compassion in the journey. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do not have personal proof of, of if reincarnation is real or not. But I, I have feelings and I have felt signs that I have probably been here before, done this before. And I may not have been as conscious as I am now about certain things because of how the soul evolves. But the thing is, maybe in probably past lives, I had built awareness and skills that had helped me realize certain things in this life. And the thing also is that while we may not really understand reincarnation, it's been proven by many psychologists and psychiatrists that have, you know, done past life regressions that reincarnation is a thing, is a thing that really occurs in a person's life. And they can tap into past lives and get to know what a person had done in their past life that has contributed to what they are presently feeling, what they are presently experiencing or even suffering. And it's also a proper tip for how we can navigate this life here. Because there are certain things we had done in our past life, certain mistakes that we can atone for in this life. And that also goes to say that in Edge of Tomorrow, when he keeps dying and, you know, coming back, I'm sorry for the spoilers, but when he keeps dying and coming back and, you know, experiencing and re-experiencing life and the war again and again and again, he more or less kind of gains the awareness, gains the skills, gains resilience and gains the understanding that propels him forward and gives him more skills on how to navigate and understand his enemy. So it is like a very useful tip, the understanding of reincarnation, 
is a very useful tip on knowing what it is you should atone for in this life. Especially seeing that the world is a very, very different place now and there is so much pain. It just goes to say how much we had destroyed ourselves, destroyed our planet, destroyed even our fellow man to gain power in our selfish in our selfishness and in our selfish acts. We had literally destroyed a lot and we are here to kind of atone for things that we had done in the past life. You may not have to believe this, but I think it's a good way to it's a good way to self-reflect and look into your life and see what exactly it is you are suffering right now, what exactly it is you're facing right now, and how it is that you are you have to atone for the things you are doing by giving love to people, by showing compassion, showing love and kindness to your fellow man, and how you should fight for love every day of your life, especially in this lifetime, so that you can be able to take these gifts, you know, this, you can be able to build this house within yourself, build this mansion within yourself that can take you to the next life where you can, you know, literally reap its rewards, reap its benefits. Because whatever it is you sow in this lifetime, you reap in the next one, whether you believe in it or not. That is what the Bible literally teaches. That's what every religion literally teaches. And it is something you should recognize. It's something you should harness. It's something you should understand and integrate within your life in this lifetime before it's too late. In fact, it's never too late, I guess, because you will always learn. You would always, you'll always be willing to learn. You come to the full understanding and you would eventually learn the lessons. So the next point is, the resistance that is experienced when dealing with others who may not understand the purpose of our urgency to save the world. <laughs> I literally put an LOLL there because it was it was funny. It was funny to me when I wrote that. It was a it was a kind of Clark Kent moment when I wrote that, but it was it was kind of true. So um yes in the movie, he actually encountered people that were there on the same mission as him, but didn't understand what he was going through because they didn't, they weren't dying and coming back. Or maybe they were dying and coming back. Now that I'm thinking about it, they were, but they were not conscious. They did not recognize that their life was repeating before their very eyes. In fact, everything was going mechanically according to plan that they didn't know that they were living over and over again, except him. But when he told them what was happening, when he told his fellow compadres what was happening, they didn't understand him. They were literally thinking he was crazy. And the thing is that he had very limited time to like tell them, yo, this life is repeating. Yo, everything is happening this way and this way and this way. You must have, you must fight. This is how we should go about it. This is the strategies. This is everything. He had to, he had to do it over and over and over again 
that it was becoming even exhausting. <laughs> At a point, he gave up. You know, there was a point in the scene. It was very, very scary for me, but there was a point in the scene where he gave up. He didn't want to fight. And the point, the point that he did that, at that point, he saw the world destroyed in flood. It was very, very scary. It was, the thing was that at that point in time, he knew that even if he didn't fight, the world was going to be destroyed. The thing is that when he didn't, if, when he, he was fighting, he didn't see the grander picture until when he chose to not fight, until when he chose to sit and just be like, yeah, whatever. He saw the grander picture eventually and he was literally, you know, incensed, shocked, pulled out of his, oh, I can't do it mindset. And he he was more determined he was more fired up to push through and it was crazy man it was crazy what he had to go through personally the thing is i will say this personally for myself but the thing is i do feel deep exhaustion really exhausted from living you know and it's not a depression thing it's just <sighs> i don't know man i don't i don't know what to call it i think it's it's just maybe a subconscious or an unconscious feeling of yo i've done this before because it's i know deep within me deep within my soul even if i may not remember that I have done this before. And before I even started this podcast, man, I feel like crying, but before I started this podcast, I used to feel very afraid to say some of the things I'm saying because at a point I was feeling I was feeling like I was going to be killed. <laughs> I was feeling I was feeling like I could be Jesus and they would crucify me for saying certain things. And it just goes to it just goes to show how deeply the fear of expressing certain things was even even in the discovery of it because there were there were there was a time in history where the truth wasn't meant to be said, where people were destroyed, where people were killed, where people were leached and burned on stakes for practicing certain things, certain healing practices, certain, in quotes, occultic practices. And they were destroyed because of the Inquisition at that time. And I feel like I would have been in that time and era and I would have being part of the people that were destroyed <laughs> because of the fear that I felt initially from expressing certain things. I still feel that 
you know, that weariness to express certain things, to, to, to speak about certain things, because I, I feel like certain people may not understand it. But in this lifetime, I feel like it's, it's a must. I say it, it's, I have to say it, it needs to be said. And I rather die than not speak about it. And it just goes to show how urgent messages like this are needed, needs, needs to be expressed in this time. And I hope, I hope I'm making sense because I, I feel like I'm breaking off at this point. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it just goes to show that there is, there is, there is nothing that hasn't happened before that that is happening now. Nothing is new. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything literally is there to teach you and teach you. Things literally repeat until you learn. And whoever whoever is listening to this, that is feeling conscious awareness growing within them, that's feeling that. Yes, there is a truth that needs to be spoken now, that the world needs now to heal, right now. Would understand that it's time. It's time to it's time to it's time to stand up and take the bull by the horn. It's time to stand up and tighten your jaw because this is a ride that that is not going to be funny. <laughs> so, um, Edge of Tomorrow is like literally edgy. Like, it's an edgy movie. And it's, it just teaches us about resilience and the power to grow within all the struggle, within all the suffering. So, what happens when we choose to give up and be apathetic towards the mission of our lives? could cause catastrophic damage and the responsibility we carry as soldiers in the mission is so important, man. That's another point I just literally ranted off and rambled off. We have a responsibility, each of us. We are here not to exist, but to live to transform not just ourselves and our families, but the world around us, the world in general. And it's important that we understand what we are here for. We are not here to just live. We are here for a mission. We are here to change things, to shake things up, to fuck shit up. So while we might be thinking, oh my God, what's my purpose? Know that whatever it is your passion calls you to do, whatever it is you feel called to do in this lifetime, utilize that, use that as a tool for empowering the world. Use that as a tool for transforming, for helping, for serving the world and the greater good. That is the highest form of love right there. And that's the highest form of sacrifice. And that is what 
And that's, that is how you reap the benefits. That's how you reap what you sow, literally. And that's what you would take. These precious gems is what you would take into the next life. So in the next point, I spoke, I wrote, we could recruit even the people who may not see what we see, even when we know who they are and the trust and the sacrifice that happens when they see the truth. There is no turning back from your destiny. Yes, and yes, and yes. We could recruit the people who may not see what we see. That's what happened in in Edge of Tomorrow. He recruited his compadres and... The thing is, they didn't understand what he, what he was talking about, what he was on about. But he told each and every one of them things about themselves that they did not even they didn't understand how he knew about it. But because he had repeated this war over and over again, he knew things about each and every one of them that he never knew before because of selflessness, because of selfless love. He had gone through it over and over again that at this point, he knew everything. He understood everything and he embraced everything. But he knew he didn't have to do it alone. He knew he had to find people that would fight with him and that were willing to sacrifice even their lives to the greater good. And he knew that his compadres were the only ones, him and, of course, the lady, but I'm not going to speak about the lady yet. But, um, yeah, the thing is, we think we are alone, but we are not. Our friends are with us. Our family are with us. Those that share the same sentiments, those that share the same ideas, those that believe in the same things we believe, that share our values, are with us. And we can build strength that way. We can't... The thing is, I won't sit here and just be talking and talking and talking and rambling and rambling and rambling. There is a call to action going on right now, all across the world, all across the globe. People are discussing, people are, of course coming together in communities and looking for ways that they could help, looking for ways that they could transform the world. They see the pain going on in the world. They see the pain going on in their communities and they choose, they choose love. They choose selfless action. They choose to either, to each and individually be the avatar in their lives. They don't let anyone take the the reins in their lives. They no, they don't let anyone, you know, take control of their lives and lead their lives for them. Especially when they know that it will not be the same. So, yes, some of you may not even understand what the hell I'm talking about right now, but you can feel it. You can feel it within yourself that this is not all there is to life and that 
you deserve more. You are worth more. And you came for more. And we cannot be like our parents. We cannot be like our forefathers that sat down and allowed this change to take over these people that allowed themselves to be oppressed, that even allowed the thought of oppression pass through their minds. We cannot be like those people who think that they are suffering. There is self-imposed suffering upon them. We know there is suffering already and we are ready. We are ready to take action at this point and not be called victims. We will not carry the mentality of the victim with us in this war because we know it's bigger than us. It's more than us. It's more about the world now. We want to, we want to evolve and be the universal man and not the self-centered, selfish man. So what do you choose right now? Who do you choose to be? You have the time to think, but time is running out. So, yes, people here that are listening to this would understand that we need to trust each other. We need to understand that there is sacrifice that is required to fight for love. Love is sacrifice, essentially. And while love is all around us, there is also pain. And this world is here to test us and to, to teach us how much of pain we can transform into love. So... It's a battle for love, essentially. Not to sound romantic and everything, but it's true. So pick your battles, man. Pick it. Look through all the heroes of the past and what they fought for. They fought for freedom. They fought for love. They fought for fairness. They fought for equality. What are you fighting for in this lifetime? So the urgency and the mission, the urgency of the mission and the sacrifice of facing ultimate death, which saves the world, is what we are looking into now with the edge of tomorrow. <laughs> because the mission is actually urgent. It's calling each and every one of us to shake off the fear of mortal death and embrace what is true what is real and authentic, which is true immortality, which is the, the understanding that there is no death, that energy doesn't end, that energy isn't stagnant, that it transforms. And while we think that we can lose our mortal bodies, we are in essence immortal. And we can do this again and again. We can transform again and again until we are whole, until we are full, until we've learned the lessons and we are stronger and better and more resilient and more compassionate too 
loving, compassionate, strong, empathetic towards each other. So taking risk and stuff and the reward that follows is, is basically what, you know, Edge of Tomorrow is there to teach us. Let go of the fear, please. Just as I'm letting go of the fear of, you know, talking about reincarnation and woo stuff, which I will be speaking more about, trust me. We should let go of the fear of standing up, coming out and fighting for what we deserve. You know, the the most encouraging part of life, the the crazy, the thing that really woke me up to understanding that life could be more sweeter was 2020, October, when everyone was out, you know, with the end SARS protest. I know a lot of life had been you know, kind of brutalized at that point, but life was just more interesting then. It was more electric. And I'm not saying that we can, we should get, you know, we should all fall into chaos and, you know, fight for this and that every single time. But if you've noticed the wars that go on in the world at the, at this moment, the war on gender and the LGBTQ thing, a lot of people do not like this agenda. But it's still taking over anyway. And you may not understand how it's happening, but it is taking over. And it's funny how, you know, something like this is taking over the world by storm. The internet is taking the world by storm. AI is taking the world by storm. Um, crypto is taking the world by storm. But oppression and all these other negative things that we think about on a daily basis that we can't seem to curb in some countries in, and and all these other things are happening is is just there it's just a daily struggle because we are disempowered because we are thinking there is no way to change it i mean for goodness sake look at the lgbtq community and see how they are becoming louder and prouder see how they are fighting regardless See how AI is taking the world by storm and how despite the fear that people are thinking that, oh my goodness, um, robots will take over the world and stuff like that, it's still happening. How Elon Musk is still, you know, shooting rockets out to Mars how even people are against that, but it's still happening. The thing is, it's all about determination. The determination to keep doing it, determination to keep going. The thing is, as much as 
we think things are difficult. Things will be more difficult if we do not take action. So choose your difficulty, man. Because eventually, things make way. Eventually, life makes way for the things you desire, the things you want. Especially, especially when there is a collective thought. There's a collective agreement that this should change. There is no oppression. You are not oppressed unless you agree to be oppressed. It is a choice. It is a conscious choice and decision to accept oppression. It is also a conscious choice and decision to choose empowerment, to think you are empowered, to think that you have abilities and the ability to change, the ability to take action, the ability to transform your community, your life, your family. And it's all about your focus. It's all about your thoughts. It's all about your intention. And it's all about what you wish to manifest in this lifetime. So, I hope I didn't say too much things that confused you. And I hope this was, um, you know, empowering. And I hope it's strengthens you in this time please feel free to reach out and comment and tell me what you think if you think there should be we should formulate a community of course yes this is the ideal world podcast why not let's do it i'm eager so until next time take care Awesome. I hope you love this episode. Please be sure to leave feedback, share and subscribe. And I will see you in the next one. Love you guys.